What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of Getting Better at Music with Jordan. Um, what's going on? I just got over a cold, and uh, I'm just getting back into like singing and practicing again. It's been like a week. Um, I've been playing guitar, but I've just uh, I took a break from singing. I tried like one day, but once it gets to your throat, it kind of sucks. Like, of course you can still do it, but I just uh, wanted to give it a break. So it's been like six, six days since I've been singing. So um, today's my second day back singing. Uh, I didn't do the podcast yesterday because I still felt kind of nasally. So today is the first day I feel like 100%. So podcast is coming a day later than I wanted to. But anyways, I'm better and I'm happy about it. Feels good to be singing again. Hope all my musician friends out there are practicing hard. Um, time flies by, so make use of it. Um, yeah, so recently I've just been doing like a lot of acoustic um, guitar playing. Been doing some like bluegrass licks from this website called Pickup, and uh, which is really fun because it's not uh, a style that I normally play. And I'm actually like going through like a little bluegrass country phase, so it's kind of fun to uh, learn something new, you know. And then uh, been doing some songwriting, been trying to just write, um, you know, write up some pages, like even if it's not, um, you know, musically there, just writing, getting your brain used to putting things on paper, I think is important because what can happen is you can get this writer's block and uh, you just, you, you start judging yourself. So I think it's good to start writing and just let whatever come whatever comes out come out and just put it down on paper and just put it away you know you don't have to display it and show anybody but just get it out there and um what i found is that once you start writing all these papers like some things might be redundant like you've written this before but it's going to be better than the last time you wrote it so when it comes to like time where you're trying to write a song not just writing um you're going to have all these like things you've already done all these all these words you've written down you're going to be better at um, word choice. And then it's going to make your songwriting a lot easier. So I feel like it's helping me get better at that. Um, I still have a long ways to go, obviously. But that's something I've just learned. So I got like this folder where I uh, store all the papers that I've written. So like I'll do front and back. And like I'll just do like, you know, kind of like poetry, I guess you could say, where there's no structure. Like, uh, like I'm not critiquing myself like, I don't even worry about periods sometimes. Like, I'll just write a couple words on the line and go to the next one, you know? So basically poetry, like I said. Um, so that's what's going on over here. Um, today's shout-out is going to go to Pacifier. Um, it's pretty hard for me to pick a band um, for just one episode, you know, because I listen to so much music. But Pacifier is one of my favorite bands right now. And they have been for a while. They're, um, they're kind of like a reggae rock. Um, they fit in that genre. They're kind of in that scene, you know, they play with like Ballyhoo, um, just a lot. They're from the East Coast, so they got like a nice kind of, they're more rock, but they have like a touch of reggae. So I know some people get freaked out if you say reggae and they're like, that's not reggae, but just shut up. It doesn't matter. They got good vibes, so it doesn't matter. Just listen to them. They just dropped a new single called Keeping On, and that shit is so good. I love it. I, I play it like. I don't know, I just leave it on repeat, you know, I don't even know how many times I played it, but I just put it on, I get in the car, and I just let it play, because I love it so much. So that just came out, uh, I want to say they're coming out with an album, so I think this is like the single before the album. I know they recorded it in uh, the lead singer's, he's got like a little ranch, 
and he's got like a music studio there. So they've just did that. I think they did that all themselves. Um, you might want to check that out yourself, but that's what I picked up from that. Um, they got so many good albums. So I want to give a shout out to the album called Long Shot as well. Um, this is their last full album that they put out. Um, two tracks from there that I really love, which is uh, track one, which is called Growing Up. That is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Like it just really resonates with me and I think a lot of people because obviously it's about growing up, but um, just everything from the instruments to uh, the melody, it, it's a really good song. So I think like 90% of the people in the world will like that song. That's my guess. Um, track eight, Fireside, really good song. It's kind of about like... Um, it's about like dying and you know I don't want to spoil the song but it's just basically about that but it's not like a super depressing song it's like feels very um granola like I don't know it's just very uh earthy great acoustic guitar in that I love the way um that song sounds there's something about um pacifier that like the way the keys are and the way they get the guitar tones like they just have a very unique sound and I think fireside really does a good job of displaying their sound so um shout out to them for that that's one of my favorite albums but go ahead and listen to all of them you know they got start from scratch um submersible those are all great albums i love all their songs these are just their most recent ones i'm giving a shout out um uh, i'm from arizona so if you're in az as well they're going to be in uh, phoenix at arizona roots on february 22nd uh, which is a saturday i think it's a two-day festival Last year it was. I, uh, they normally just do Saturday, Sunday. This is the second year for AZ Roots. So make sure and check them out um, February 22nd, 2020. They'll be there. I don't know who's headlining or anything like that. I didn't really look at the lineup too much, but it's going to be a great lineup. And they're going to be there. And this will be my first time seeing them live, unfortunately. I've been listening to them since I was like 15. So it's been like seven years now. And I've never seen them live. They just feel like they don't come out here as much. And like when they do, it doesn't sync up with my schedule. So sorry, Pacifier. I'm coming. Okay. Today's topic is uh, Studio One. And I'm using these guys right now. I love them. Let me tell you, man. They're just a freaking great DAW. D-A-W. For those that don't know. Um, I'm just kind of do like a little history of my recording gear and how I ended up with um, Studio One, and then I'm gonna talk about some of like my favorite features and um, like external devices <clears throat> you can use. So um, uh, when I started playing music, an uh, episode one I covered that I was real into just like starting to create my own music. And uh, an easy way to do that is to have some way to record yourself, obviously. So that way you can start doing different instruments, you know, or just multiple guitar parts and stuff. So I immediately was um, looking into how to how to get something like that. Being in high school, I didn't have a lot of money. So like my first go-to was apps. I had like this little cheap tablet and uh, I was looking in this uh, app store and they had um, like a multi-track app where you could record just with the, the tablet microphone. <clears throat> and so I used that for like a couple months and you know, at the time for where I was, I made some pretty decent stuff on there that I felt was good. Like now is terrible, 
but you know, for where I was at, it was good. I was happy with those apps. So if you're just starting out and you don't have any money, check out the free apps. There's plenty of good free apps to get you started as you work your way towards buying um, professional software and stuff. Um, so from there, from that free software, I got this eight track uh, recorder by Tascam. And uh, I think somebody got that for my birthday or for Christmas. I think it was Christmas. And that was such a leap for me because I was able to plug my instruments in directly. It had a built-in microphone that was of decent quality. So I could actually like take my recorder and sing into it like in my truck and stuff. Because I was, I was super shy of singing. So this is like something I would do. I would get in my truck and I would go drive into the desert in the night when it was cool out because it would be so hot during the day. And then I'd go and like do my vocal takes in my truck in the isolation of the desert. So um, for all you shy singers out there, that's something you could do nowadays with technology is mobile. But anyways, so um, I used that for a good while, had like built-in reverb, some compression and stuff, but you couldn't really like move audio files around. So it was a re really good for doing like a live um, recording, you know what I mean? You couldn't do any um, moving around. There's no grid to drag your files around and stuff. Um, so I was kind of outgrowing that. Really good piece of equipment, but I was looking for um, like a software, you know what I mean? I wanted to be able to do effects and stuff like that. So I had to sell it because I wanted to, I did my research and I found Studio One and I was like, wow, I really want Studio One. So I unfortunately had to trade in my Tascam along with um, some guitar pedals that I had at the time. I had like a, a Boss Blues driver, which I really liked. I had um, some distortion pedal. I had the Boss Metal Zone, which I think is a really shitty pedal. If, any, if anybody's listening to this and they use that and you think I'm wrong, DM me because I think that thing sucked. So I was happy to trade that in. But I, all the other pedals I definitely missed because then I just had like a really crappy amp so I traded my pedals for that but it was worth it because then I got studio one and it came with the audio box and uh, immediately I was um, trying to get it on my computer start figuring out how to use it and I was um, really stoked just because I, I did my research and I saw all these people using it and uh, everybody seemed to love it you know and uh, right now, I think it's actually one of the top DAWs out there. I know Pro Tools is like the industry industry standard, but um, there's a lot of people that are actually switching um, from Pro Tools to Studio One, and uh, they just love all the features that Studio One has and like the simplicity. Like I said, like as a beginner, I was able to just come into Studio One and uh, pick up how to how to record and um, real simply and there's plenty of advanced features like this is pro software you know but it's simple in the fact that you can just jump on here and with like little training you can start using it and figuring it out yourself um, and there's plenty of sources out there it's got a great manual on here that you can just use up here if you go to the header it's in the help section and it, there's a reference manual that you can click I'm looking at it right now um, so, um, it's got a great look to it. I'm kind of scrolling through my software right now, just looking at it, but 
I got um when I got this this software, I got it when it was on version two. So um they've updated dramatically. The way it looks is completely the same but different. It's different in the means that they have a larger variety of color, a lot more customization, which I know is not important to making music, but in a way I kind of feel it is because if you're sitting there and you're trying to do some songwriting in your software and you're looking at something that you don't like or it's like straining your eyes, you don't want to be there. So I feel like ever since they updated, um, they're in version four now, by the way, um, but since they updated it, like I took the, the background view that used to be forced to be white, now mine's black, and it's so easy on the eyes, and you can do all these coloring with the tracks and stuff, so it's super fun, it's customizable, you can do pretty much anything you want with that now. Um, one good thing about Studio One is that the only updates you pay for are the major updates, going from like version 2 to version 3 which come out maybe every two years or something. And you don't have to go to those if you don't want to. Plenty of people stay behind. Um, like in this last update from version three to version four, they added um, they added a new instrument, I think. They redid some of the instruments that were existed already. So they um, kind of refreshed them. Um, they changed some things you can do in... Um, in with like the effects and stuff like I think they added like note effects and stuff like that which I'll get into later so anyways it, it, it's you're not even when you're updating you're not paying full price for the software again you're just going to be paying I think uh, like I think I paid a hundred bucks to do this to switch from one version to the next so that's super cheap and like I said you don't have to if you don't want to you know it's just uh you'll get sucked into the studio one you'll love them and you're going to want to see what they have coming out it's a really good price and they come out with uh updates regularly like when your mac or windows updates they'll have a new update for your software so that way it runs smoother with your new um update for your computer and those are all free and they fix bugs and that's all free and stuff so you just pay for the major ones and uh super affordable so i love them for that because i think with like pro tools you have to pay for any update and I might be wrong, but I think that's what I heard. So um, don't quote me there. Sorry. Um, one cool feature is when you open up the app, there's going to be like this load screen, and it's going to be scrolling through, and it's showing you that it's loading up all your stuff, blah, blah, blah. And once that's done, <clears throat> you're on the Studio One homepage, and you're gonna have your recent files. Um, you're gonna have a couple tabs to create a new song, create a new project. Um, I won't get too much into like what everything does. I'm just kind of explaining for anybody that's like thinking about buying this or whatever. Um, so you can create a new song from here, obviously, and you can scroll through your recents. Like if I have a bunch of songs that I was just working on and those are right here. You have an artist profile that you can create which you can link up to like SoundCloud. Um, there's one other platform you can use, but I don't use that one. I forget its name. Um, but this is linked to your um, PreSonus account, so you can put a picture there and stuff like that, put what genre, put a website, and then you can easily like link up with people that are using Studio One and PreSonus like that. Um, and then there's a news feed to the right, 
and right uh, you have to have internet which I don't have right now but you can see um, like what's going on it's kind of like their little blog spot where they'll, they'll put links to tutorials that are coming out different blogs by people um, either talking about podcasters that use personas like that was a recent one that just came out um, they'll they'll let you know when there's a sale on like um, like music samples they have they got a bunch of loop packages or um, they got consoles and stuff like that so they'll let you know when that goes on sale they'll give you um, links to like all their videos people that are um, giving tips and tricks so I love that and then it comes with a couple demos and tutorials so um, say you just got this you don't know how um, how a full song would look so they give you um, three different projects here that you can open up and see and there's like this one song called fat hat and you go in there and there's all these horns sections vocals backup vocals plenty of guitars there's bass drums so you can go through there and look at the song that's complete and already mixed and you can start stripping everything and seeing what they did to get that sound so they're just giving you tools to be able to look into their software and see what they did so they give you like a funk track funk soul track there's an electro rock and then there's a chill out track which whatever that is i haven't listened to that one i don't really use those i checked out the um funk soul one a while ago just to kind of see some horns in there and it was kind of cool so i recommend that um checking that out if you just get this you can see what like a full session looks like um so once you are like creating a song and stuff you're getting deep in the software you'll see that studio one has uh, really great editing tools um, one that i use a lot is called the audio bend and that is um, a tool that allows you to like pick a transient from your audio file like say you're playing um say you're playing the drums right you got your drum groove laid down and uh you want you then you go and record the guitar Right, and you're kind of just like plucking like some like rhythm bass notes on the acoustic guitar, and uh, a couple of your notes on the guitar are a little out of sync from the drum track. Well, instead of having to re-record that a hundred times, you can just um, open the audio bend, and you can adjust those transients uh, just you know subtly. It's nothing crazy. Like if you're way out of sync, you should probably record that again because the audio is going to start to get weird. But when you're just milliseconds out of pocket, you can really just get in there with that tool and adjust it, and it saves time. You know, you're doing studio work. Obviously, you need to be good for performance, but if you're working in the studio and you gotta, you're paying bucks for being there and stuff, or your client's paying a lot of money, just save the time and use the audio bend. You know, so that's one feature that I really like. Um, I use that often. They got this thing called macro controls which is also up here on the toolbar. And once you click that icon, another little box will pull down to the width of the screen. Um, <clears throat> and from there, there's all these different little like shortcuts that you can click on. Like you can um, add layers, you can mix selection, you can add effects from there. You can do basically everything and you can make your own. So I won't get into all of them, but like you can do zooming things you can do splitting you can um adjust the quantize from there if you go into music editing like if you're doing midi work 
this is really helpful. Uh, when I found this out, it really sped up all my MIDI work. You can go and chant and do like transposing. You can uh, jump it from octaves. You know, um, change the pitch, um, change like the length of notes, tempo, blah blah blah. So macros is great. I've never used another uh, DAW before, so I'm not sure if anybody else has that. But this is something that was added a couple years ago, and ever since they added it, I use it all the time, and uh, I really enjoy it. Um, another great feature is down here at the bottom right corner, there's a little three-tab view right here where it says Edit, Mix, and Browse. Um, the Edit feature is great because it, it kind of takes the track that you're on and expands it, and then you can open this window, and you can um, work on your audio. You can do the audio bending here where it makes everything bigger. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing. I, I know, I mean, I've used GarageBand, so I guess that's a DAW, and they don't have stuff like that. But like if you upgrade to Logic, I'm sure they probably have that. And if they don't, then Studio One's just better. So that's a cool thing. I, I learned that um, early on. It makes it easy, like if you're trying to do like if you're taking an audio waveform and you're trying to make a sample and you're trying to like chop it up, you can really zoom in there. And it just makes it really big. And uh, it just gives you another window. So like if you want to look at your whole arrangement on the main page, um, then you can click the edit and then zoom in on a track. And then quickly just instead of having to zoom out and refocus your main screen, you can just then unclick the edit button and your other screen's right there, you know? So that, that's what's cool about that. The mix view in this is really cool too. You can change the color of each track. Um, you can add the bus and effects tracks and change the color of those. You get, um, you can see your inputs, outputs, any external devices you have, like if you have a MIDI controller, um, a pad controller, I don't know what else you'd hook up, that's pretty much what I use. But like I have a, a keyboard, a Yamaha keyboard that I hook up and I can see it here and stuff like that. Um, so you can see that here. You can see the VST instruments, um, the virtual instruments that are hooked up here. You can turn them off from here and stuff like that. So there's a lot of features within here. There are videos that just go on for a very long time just talking about the mix view. But um, that's in the mix view, that's where like you add effects and stuff. So say on your microphone track, like you wanna add some effects and stuff like that. This is where you'd add it. Like if you want to put a delay and stuff like that, you have inserts and that's where those go. And then you have sends. So you can send one track to a bus or something like that, where you can, like a bus is where you can send, like say you're doing drums, instead of putting the same reverb on each um, drum track, you send all the drum tracks to a bus. And that's, that's one way you can do it. Um, so that's like what a bus is, if anybody doesn't know. Um, in the mix view, you have uh, a master, the, the main output, and you have like a level control over that. You have a tempo volume or click track volume, and you can switch the monitoring from mono to stereo, which is nice if you're doing mixing, because um, most of the time, like I'll do mixing in stereo, but you want to bounce it over to mono to make sure that it sounds okay. Because a, a lot of the times when people are listening to music on their phone, um, it's gonna be in mono. 
I think some phones have stereo, but most of the time it's going to be mono. And so you want to make sure that your mix sounds good in, in both stereo and mono because um, I've mixed before, like I'm still learning, but I've mixed uh, where it sounds great in stereo and then I go and put it on my phone and just some instruments get buried, you know what I mean? Because you're relying so much on the panning and that you have it available in stereo. And when you take it to mono, you lose all the all the the placement that you you did with uh, panning and um, just reverbs and everything just gets really constricted into a, a vertical line. So it's really cool just to be able to toggle that real quick. You know, um, I use that all the time. You have mix effects that are available. There's like a console shaper, so you can replicate old consoles and stuff like that. You can replicate bleed through, which is um, like where the inputs would like bleed through so you would hear um, signals leak through one another. So you can kind of replicate like old sounding consoles from like studios and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, just a side note, I'm running the professional version. There's um, also an artist version. So some features are not available. So like if you're running Studio One Artist, I don't know if you're gonna have the console shaper, but they have all the essentials. So if you're buying, if you bought Artist, don't worry, you have everything you need. When you're ready, you get professional, the professional ver version, and um, you'll have everything that I'm talking about. Um, let's see. Then they also have the browse menu, and from there you can see all the instruments that are native with Personas. So you have um, couple instruments here I'll go over those in just a minute and then um, you can see all the other third-party instruments that you've added um, over the years and stuff like that um, you'll also see quick tabs for multi instruments where they have some presets for you where they mix a couple of the instruments for you just to kind of give you an idea of what you can do with layering instruments and stuff I don't really use those um, but you can definitely customize your own, which is really effective. Um, they have note effects. They got the arpeggiator, the quarter, input filter, and repeater. So like the arpeggiator obviously is uh, doing the arpeggios for you. You can go through. They have presets, or you could build your own arpeggios, which is pretty good. They have the, the, the quarter is a like chord, like a guitar chord or something like that, you know. Um, you can go through and build chords. So like if you're playing on a MIDI keyboard and you'll have like a tiny little keyboard, you don't have all these, uh, you don't have much room to play chords or if you don't know how to play chords, you can go through here and they have presets so you can go through and play um, neo soul chords and stuff like that. You can play seventh chords. Um, they, uh, they got a bunch of stuff in there. You know, they can, you can go by inter intervals, you can stack fourths. And stuff like that you can do basic triad chords and of course on this you can build your own chords as well and do custom things so uh, that's pretty cool I don't use it too much because I kind of like to play the chords but it's super nice like if you uh, say you want to make some music and you're just kind of ah I don't know what chord progression to play well put a instrument a piano instrument up um, in a track then throw the quarter on top of it and then just start hitting keys and you know do a preset where it's going to start playing like some seven chords or something and then just hit individual notes and build a chord progression 
and then boom you have an inspiration for a song you know so that's a cool way to use that they got an input filter uh which is something i don't really use it it's um like it says it's an input filter so you can cancel out um keys from your midi keyboard so like if you accidentally hit that key it's not going to make a note so maybe that's good in a live situation like you're playing a song and you just remove all the notes that aren't in your scale or something so that way you don't actually hit a wrong note if you're like a terrible keyboard player or something and then they got a repeater which is i haven't used that actually it's probably very similar to the arpeggiator probably with some other features though and then uh one cool thing is you can go through and add your favorite note effects or instruments to the favorites tab so you can quickly just go to your favorites and boom it's right there and it's all click and drag so you just click and drag it wherever you want it um let's see what's next on here tempo track is um a feature that's up in the top left corner where you can add a new track and stuff like that uh it looks like a clock um and when you click that you're going to get a little um, timeline that pops up above all your tracks and uh, what you can do with this is you can adjust the tempo speed throughout your song so say you want to do um, like an old school feeling um, like the Beatles will have a song and like the chorus will speed up you know so you can go through and replicate that so say you're playing your song tempos at like 105 and then you want your chorus to be like 108 just subtly faster you know what I mean to give it a little more life and more of a live feel so you can go through and bump up your your click track so as you play through once you get to that time marker boom your tempo automatically increased and your click track changes and then you can pick your end point and drop it down and so you could do it you could do that however you want there's no limitations to um, the tempo variety so that's really cool I've, I've tried to use that in a couple songs I'm gonna start using it more often once I uh, record like my EP and stuff like that, I want to do some tempo variation because it like it, it just adds um, a character of um, you know it doesn't it doesn't feel so um, rehearsed you know so it's cool to speed up your courses I think I read an article that was talking about what makes old music so great and it was a lot of times they didn't use a click track so this will kind of replicate the no click track with using a click track. If that makes sense. Um, the core, this um, next feature is the scratch pad. Scratch pad is really cool because you can take your project that you're working on, and when you click scratch pad, it splits your screen into like you know another section, and you can copy your entire song over to the scratch pad, and then work out ideas without altering your your main song. You know what I mean? So you can rearrange your song by dragging stuff around or just start cutting stuff up and copying and pasting or whatever you want to do there it's just basically making a copy of your song or you don't have to do the whole song you could just take a track over there and work out a new new rhythm or something so say you had a bass line and you were working on your song for a while and you had like chord progression but you could take your bass over there and without deleting um your other track you know you could just work it out over here and then if you like it you just click and drag it and swap it out so that's really cool you have the option to just like 
they you can do one scratch pad and then say you want to start a new scratch pad and it's just goes scratch pad one scratch pad two and you can do as many as you want and you can duplicate them and stuff like that and you can name them uh, <clears throat> next uh next feature is the chord track which is something they added i think in version four which is cool so you can at the bottom you can input your key so say you're playing in the key of c and you want to build um, a song in the key of C, you can then open up the chord track and on the top of your timeline, drag in these boxes um, and put in the chord. So say a bar one, you're gonna have a C chord, and then bar two, you're gonna have a G, and then you know bar three and F. Um, then you can put your instruments in there and choose your instruments to follow the chord progression. So you could literally just hit a random note and it's automatically going to snap to that key. You know, so if it's a C, if you're playing a G chord in the C, it's going to play a C chord. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm not going to go too in depth with that, but that's really cool because you can easily transpose your work just by changing the key of your song at the bottom. So that's kind of cool. I use it every once in a while, mainly if I'm just goofing around. Um, it's kind of cool if you're doing stuff like if you're practicing music theory in your software it's a cool way to see relativity between keys and stuff and you could just use it as you please but I think it was worth mentioning because that's something that they added not too long ago they also just recently added a sequencer so for people looking to do like electronic music and um, you know like house stuff you have that traditional sequencer that's real simple to use um, I won't get too into that. It's just a sequencer for anybody that knows what that is. Studio One has it now. They're starting to gear more towards um, electronic musicians as well because they were really known for their audio, you know, track recording and stuff like that. So now they're trying to accommodate hip-hop producers and stuff like that um, just by coming out with new drum pads and stuff and the sequencer, and they're constantly working on their built-in instruments and stuff so uh it's going to be cool to see where they go in the next coming years with that because they're really going to be at the top of the food chain here i got a feeling like they're going to take over so i'm i'm stoked to be with studio one for sure another cool thing uh most dolls have this it's automation i just like the way studio one does it you can um for anybody who doesn't know what automation is you can go over on top of uh, audio track or instrument track and you can control the volume with this line that you draw so you can uh, increase the volume or decrease the volume turn effects on and off and um, just edit your music whatever you want there's endless possibilities with the automation I know reggae producers use automation all the time like when they're doing dub sends on a snare drum or something they're using automation there so you got that included in here obviously that's just something i like it's something i should use more often i don't do um, as much recording as i'd like but when i start doing it again i want to get better at automation it's an art in itself you know um, just figuring out how to draw it and stuff and there's so many components to recording and uh mixing and just producing your music that it's it's overwhelming you know it takes years so 
in the next couple of years, I want to be way better at using the automation feature and stuff. It's something I've lightly touched, but uh, it's something I'm excited for, for sure. So real quick, we'll just go over the instruments that Studio One comes, Studio One comes with. They have a, a drum pad called Impact, polyphonic analog modeling synth called Mai Tai. Uh, it comes with a bunch of cool presets. So if you don't know anything about synths, it, it comes with presets. So you can just jump right in. I don't know anything about synths. So I just use presets and do a little tweaking here and there. Uh, they got a simpler one uh, that models a classic analog synth and it's monophonic and it's called Mojito. So that one um, is a little simpler if you want to start tweaking with that one. Great sounds on that one. Uh, I don't use those too often. I mainly use the, the next one called Presence, which is a sample player instrument where you can find pianos, different keyboards, you got bells, you have old school synth sounds, um, and plenty more. So I use that one more often than not. Uh, and of course they have a sampler called Sample One, and it's kind of uh, got a synth setup where you can load your audio track in there, you can do some trimming, you can do um, pitch warping and stuff like that. You can fine tune um, the pitch and stuff like that. And then you can map it across your keyboard and map different samples to different keys and stuff. So that does it for the instruments. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to mastering. We'll go over here to the start page. And then from there, you can start a project. And the project is the mastering section. Um, if you're not on professional, I do know that it doesn't come with the project page. So you have to be on professional to have that. Um, mo I think most softwares don't even come with a mastering suite. So it's kind of cool that Personas does that. It makes it really convenient to go ahead and finish up your, your song. So what you can do on the project page is um, you can build your album basically uh, and export from there. So say you have an eight track album you have all your songs done and saved in studio one and you want to get it out to a cd well what you do is then you go ahead and individually add all those tracks to the project you can then set up the sequence of order of events and uh, do fades and stuff like that you can apply your mastering effects and stuff like that you can add a song you know your song titles there album title artist um you can add an image, and from there you can you can either digitally um, distribute it, or you can burn it to a CD, and then make some money. Hopefully, all right, everybody, that's gonna do it for episode three. Make sure and go ahead and check out Pacifier on Apple Music or Spotify, or even YouTube if you don't have that. Um, make sure to check out their new song, Keeping On. It's freaking awesome. Check out their last album called Long Shot. Check out Growing Up and Fireside. And if you're in Arizona or if you're somewhere near Arizona, make sure to drive out to Phoenix for Arizona Roots February 22nd. Uh, go ahead and Google that to purchase tickets. You could probably go to passfire.com and they probably have their tour dates and stuff like that. And make sure to be there. I went last year. It's a great concert. Good vibes. It's a fun reggae concert. It's actually a festival. So you're going to have two days of reggae fun. A bunch of great bands are going to go there. Go check out the full set list at uh, 
azroots.com, probably. I just made that link up, so I bet you if you type it in, it's right, though. I got a good feeling about that. Make sure to go follow Pacifier on Instagram. Their username is literally just Pacifier, P-A-S-S-A-F-I-R-E. I'll put a link in the podcast description. Um, make sure to go check out or buy Studio One at personas.com. Uh, personas is spelled P-R-E-S-O-N-U-S.com. Um, or you can probably buy it at sweetwater.com. And for anybody that doesn't know what Sweetwater is, it is the best music platform if you're into buying instruments and stuff like that. They have great customer support. Uh, I haven't had one bad experience with them. Everybody that uses Sweetwater loves them. And guess what? They send you a free fucking bag of candy. So you might want to buy it from Sweetwater. I don't even know if you can actually buy it from Personas. I think I bought it from them. I'm pretty sure you can. But just go go to Sweetwater because Persona still makes money and you get free candy. So make sure and do that. Uh, and make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram. It's uh, getting better at music with Jordan. I'm not going to spell that because we'll be here for another 10 minutes. And you can add it on Facebook uh, at the same username. It's just the name of the podcast. And make sure to tune in next week for episode four. I'll see you then.